born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. When we get right down to it, if we didn't know that there was a God, if we didn't have the Bible, didn't have this special revelation given to us, you realize the Bible makes this statement. He says, without God, no hope. No hope. And to realize here you are, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I've, I've seen these little ads they put on, you know, commercials about this little boy. And he's talking about, I guess it's for uh, hospital, Luke Hospital or something like that. And they got these little kids on there. And they, they have a way of working their way right into your heart. And here's this one little kid, and he's got something, and he got braces on his leg, and he, he takes his step and says, look, Mommy, I'm walking, I'm walking. And he took a couple steps, all he did. But the hope, the excitement, that little kid had, I'm walking, Mommy, look, I'm walking. How many of y'all have seen that little commercial? Look at that, hands all over the place. But to live with the hope that something, he's he going to be able to walk. And there's people who have a hope. And there's people who have no hope. They know it'll never change. Or to think for a moment, here's a prostitute. And wondering sometimes, is there a way I can ever be clean again? Somebody who's said and done things they shouldn't have done and their guilty conscience is just tearing them up. Then can I ever have a pure conscience again? You see, without the Lord, see, there is no hope. There's no way to cleanse yourself. Because we all have a sinful nature, and we say and we do things that we should not do. And we hurt people, and we wish we could take it back. We say things we wish it had never done so. Why am I like this? Do you know, without God, there is no hope. It'll never change. Or the person that has leprosy, going to bed at night wondering, I wish I could be whole. I wish I could be whole without this leprosy that I've got. And you talk about some of the things that people go through and sicknesses they have. We've got people that are hurting because of cancer. And some of them will find out sooner or later, they may not be any hope. No possibility of ever changing. And we know that if God does tarry, we're all going to die. But what about that person that goes to bed at night in dreams that there was no death, that there was no grave, and yet... Without God seeing, without Christ, uh, the man has no hope. I want to just read this little thing to you because it has to do with what we're talking about. Isn't it wonderful that, and Jesse mentioned a while ago, about this time of year, 
the joy, happiness, and so forth, and the encouragement, and, you know, it's a, the, the spirit of Christmas. Well, it's really, the, it's, it's our hope that's in the, in the Lord. We got someone who can change everything. That night, when in the Judean skies, the mystic star dispensed its light, a blind man moved in his sleep, dreamed that he had sight. That night when shepherds heard the song of host angelic choiring near, a deaf man stirred in slumber's spell, dreamed that he could hear. That night when the, in the cattle stall slept a perfect child that had been foretold, a cripple turned his twisted limbs and dreamed that he was whole. That night when o'er the newborn babe, the tender Mary rose to lean, a loathsome leopard smiled in sleep, dreamed that he was clean. That night when to the mother's heart, the little king was held secure, a harlot slept a happy sleep, dreamed that she was pure. That night when in the manger lay that Sanctified who came to save, a man moved toward the sleep of death and dreamed there was no grave. Without God, there is no dream. There is no hope. There's nothing. And if there is no God when we're just like animals, we have no purpose. There's no, no goal. But the Bible says... By the coming of Jesus Christ, even the prophecies gave every man hope. They knew that one day a child would be born that could change mankind from having a sinful nature to having a divine nature. If you look back there at your notes, you'll look down here and you'll see that number four Jesus Christ was the most precious baby born in the world. Now, I know that we often look at little babies, oh, it's precious, oh, it's a precious little child. I can see my daddy now looking at me and saying, is that a child? For you that don't know, my daddy says I was the ugliest kid he'd ever seen in his life. I had long, straight black hair all over my body and he said, I was the ugliest kid he'd ever seen in his life. My dad never saw Jesse Martinez. <laughs> Number five, Jesus Christ was the most priceless baby born in the world. Do you know the value of that child? What was his value? And yet he himself, just by dying and coming from the day, he could pay for all the sin of all the world. And yet all the world and all of its value, if you owned it all, could not pay for one of your sins. And look how great he was, a priceless son of God. And the value that when he died, he could pay for everybody's sin. He paid for my sins, and they were many, and he paid for yours, and they were more. (laughs) So add up all the sins that every man has ever committed, and Jesus Christ could pay it all. That's why the Bible says, though he was rich, he became poor 
that we through his poverty might be made rich. Somebody was wealthy, had enough to pay all of our sin debt so that we could have as a free gift eternal life and go to heaven when we die. Letter B, Isaiah saw the cross because he says, Unto us a son is given. You know, in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he, he gave. He gave his only begotten son. You see, that's all the way back here in the book of Isaiah in chapter 9 and verse 6. Unto us a son is given. That means that he was made sin for us. In other words, we need to be righteous to go to heaven. But he was righteous and we were sinners. So he became our substitute. He took our place. He paid our sin debt. And because he paid our debt, he offers to the world the gift of righteousness. His righteousness. And if you have his righteousness, that makes you as righteous as pure, as perfect as God himself. He was made sin for us. See that verse, Isaiah 53, 6, right here in your notes. You don't have to turn to your Bible. All we like sheep have gone astray. Well, most people have gone astray. Or do you think it really means all? All have gone astray. Even Mary says about my Savior. Talk about The son, my savior. She needed a savior too. Because, see, Mary was a sinner like everybody else. Everybody sins. Only one, and that was that precious child that was born. You see, the Christmas story isn't about just Jesus Christ being born into the world. End of story. No. Far from it. But that's all people want to hear about is just Jesus in the manger. And the three wise guys that shows up, uh, wise men. And that's all they know and that's all they care about. But today with most people, Christmas is Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know, the Christmas tree and the lights and all that. You can do anything that you want. But man, not to understand the real reason for Jesus Christ coming into this world. That, that's a shame. That is abusing children. That's child abuse. You can have your fun, but man, don't don't leave them with a lie. Tell them the truth. This is about Jesus Christ. God's Son came into the world to give us the free gift of everlasting life. You can keep giving your gifts. You can even give some to me. I don't care. And I give gifts every Christmas. I love doing that. I love the spirit of giving. I think it's good to give all year long. So you can give me a present every year. I don't care. All year long. That's fine. But look at the next verse. The next verse says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, bottom of your page, for he hath made him, God hath made him, Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might be made the what? The righteousness of God in him. Look up here. This is you and me. This is sin. Here's Christ, and he's perfect. He's righteous. But the Bible says that when Jesus Christ took our sins... And when we believe it, he gives us his righteousness. Now, I'm going to heaven, and when God looks at me, he sees the righteousness of Christ. Is that good enough to go to heaven on? That's the only way we get to heaven. And so he makes this statement. For he hath made him, Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You see, 
Isaiah, he saw the cross 700 years before they put him on the cross. Look at the next page. In Galatians chapter 3, because this is so important, he was not only made sin for us, he was made a curse for us. The top of the page here in Galatians 3.10 says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. In other words, people who are trying to earn their way to heaven by their good works, that means they're putting their trust in their works. God says you're under a curse. Because cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. You have to keep the law perfectly all the days of your life, from the time you're born to the time you die. How you doing? Not doing so good, are you? And so God says you're under a curse. So the next verse in verse 11, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Nobody can earn his salvation by keeping the law. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. The only way we can get to heaven is by faith alone. Because we can't earn it. If you can't earn it, how are you going to get it? There is only one other way. You've got to trust somebody else to save you. If you can't save yourself, somebody else has to do it. That's evident. Look at verse 12. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. If you want to live by the law, go ahead. But you're not going to keep the law. Most people don't even know what they are. Look at the next verse. Verse 13 tells you why. He was not only made sin, he was made a curse. Because he took the sins of the world upon him, and, and God had to curse his own son. See what it says here? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a what? For who? For us. He took our sins, and that's why the father says that he had to withdraw himself from his son. And his son cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because, you see, whenever a person dies, they're going to be separated from God for all eternity. doesn't have to be that way. Somebody has already taken your sin, suffered your curse, died in your place, paid your sin debt. And the only thing you and I have to do is believe that he did it for us. So letter C here, you'll see that um, Isaiah saw the crown. In other words, looking beyond this life. This is the hope that every man has, knowing that we may die here, but we're going to live again. Why? Because the one that died on that cross rose from the dead. See, he was alive, and he died, and he's alive again. So when the Bible says he rose again, doesn't mean he had done it before and he's doing it twice. No, he was alive, and he died, and now he's alive again. And here we are, and I am alive, and I may die, but I know I'm going to live again. That's the hope, that when I live again, regardless of what you were in this life, whether you were a thief, whether you were a liar, whether you were a homosexual, a prostitute, a harlot, doesn't matter what you've ever done. If you trust Christ as your Savior, you have the hope that any man can have. You'll be pure and you'll be holy. And God can wipe away all tears from our eyes. You see, that's the only hope of mankind. This is why he says this is the good news, the glad tidings, the joy unto all people. Because this is something that everybody can have. We don't necessarily get it here. 
But because we trust Christ as our Savior, we know it's just right down the road. And one of these days, we're going to have those crippled limbs of ours will be straightened. And the people that are deaf will be able to hear. And those people that are blind will be able to see. Those people who can't talk will be able to talk. You see, it's the hope of all mankind. Look at the next scripture. He was made alive. Means he came back from the dead, and because he came back from the dead, he's going to rule and reign. And God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that is the name of Jesus Christ. Every knee should bow and every tongue shall confess to the glory of God the Father. He is God manifested in the flesh. And he's going to live again. In the chapter 15, verse 3, he says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Just think about that. Five words. Christ died for our sins. Why am I going to heaven today? It's not because I've turned from my sins. It's not because I made Christ the Lord and the master of my life. It's not because I joined this church or any church. It's not because I want to live a good life. It's not because I don't beat my wife and I love my kids. This has nothing to do with it. I'm going to heaven because Christ died for my sins. I don't have any sins to pay for. Get that. Most people never get it. They've heard it all their life. Christ died for my sins. Where are you going to die? To hell, I guess. Don't say that Christ died for my sins. Why? So I don't have to pay for them. He died for my sins. I don't have any sins to pay for. That's why he says, by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to heaven, but they can. But it's only to those who believe. You must believe that he did that for you. And when you believe he did it for you, he puts that payment to your account. You see, the reason I can't go to hell today, I don't have any sins to pay for. You know why I can't go to hell tomorrow? I still don't have any sins to pay for. Well, what about the day you die? I still don't have any sins to pay for. He paid it. If he didn't, he didn't do me any favors. He loved me that much. You know why I want to serve him with all my heart? Because I don't have to. I'm going to heaven. And now notice what he says here. In the next verse... Where he said, he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Matthew 25, 30, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. This little baby was the king of kings. Behold, is born unto you this day in the city of David a savior. They asked, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Born king. Jesus Christ is coming back. He's going to rule and reign just like he promised. And there in Revelation chapter 5, verse 1, he says this in verse 1 and verse 5. From Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Why did he do that? Well, because it says right there, he loved us. I don't know why he loved me. I don't know why he loved you. We haven't done anything lovable. We've done everything against a holy God. We have sinned against him. We're unholy. We're unrighteous. We're wretched. We're wicked. That's the description of humanity. 
And that's why God says he loved the world. And to prove how much he loved us, he came into this world and he died on that cross to pay for our sins. Now look what else he says here. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. We're going to rule and reign with the Lord. And I don't care where, how, I just, long, count me in. I'm just so glad I'm going to be part of this. You talk about a new world order. There's your new world order. No man can produce a new world order. Leave the Illuminati. Anyway, we'll move right along here. Look at the next verse. He hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. That's talking about that little baby that was born. You see, he didn't stay in the manger. And Jesus, well, he didn't stay on the cross. I really don't like it when I see little crosses and Jesus on it. He ain't there. He ain't on that cross. Down at the bottom of the page, I thought I would just throw in there my favorite verses. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says, but I want to start off with verse 7 for a reason. That in the ages to come, that's looking down the road, that's looking past this life. In the ages to come, he might show the exceeding, see those words, riches of his grace. You and I are going to be the little trophies in God's trophy case. Look what grace did. Grace took that sinful man. And look what grace did for him. He couldn't do it. Grace can. There's that harlot. There's that homosexual. There's that liar. There's that thief. Regardless of what we've ever been. Trophies of God's grace. So he says... He might show the exceeding riches of his grace. The riches of his grace means there was enough grace with God that he allowed his son to pay your debt. My debt. He was rich in grace. Enough to pay the debt so that all of us could go to heaven freely. Being justified freely by his grace. Through the redemption that is in his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ redeemed us. Paid our debt. So he says here in verse 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the what? Gift of God. Not of what? Work. Why? Lest any man should boast. We can't brag that we're going to heaven because look how good we are. Look how wicked we are. We are wicked. All we like sheep have gone astray except for a few of us. And Romans of chapter 6 and verse 23, look at that verse. Bottom of the page. For the wages of sin is what? And we all have sinned, so we're all in debt. Christ paid the debt. And then he offers to us, look at the last part of that verse. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Let me ask you a question. Right now, do you know positively beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life? If you know right now, you know you have eternal life. Let me see your hand. All right, put it down. I mean, know you're going to hell. No, I don't raise your hand. I don't want to embarrass anybody. But isn't that the best news in all the world? Now look up here. One more time. Because you didn't get it the first time, I know that. You and me. 
sin. We all have sinned, all of us. And so mankind can't pay his way to heaven by offering anything else in the world. All of the good works you have ever done all your life will never pay for one sin. Because the one sin is death. It's appointed unto every man once to die. Why? Because man can only die one time. So the Bible says God loves us. He hates our sin. And for us to pay for it is eternal separation from God in hell. But to go to heaven, we have to be righteous, and we're not. We have all sinned. So the Bible says you cannot save yourself. There's only one Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. Came into this world perfect. Holy child Jesus. He lived for 30 years before he began his ministry, never committed one sin. He was holy. He never did anything worthy of death, so he didn't have to die. His value was enough, and his grace was so rich in grace that it was enough to pay for the sins of everybody. So when Christ died, he died for you and died for me. He took all of our sins, paid for it on the cross, came back from the dead, and said the only thing he wanted you and me to do to go to heaven is believe he did it for you. So 58 and a half years ago, in a little old living room in Athens, Georgia, Yankee trusted Christ as a Savior. So if I trust Christ as my Savior, what's he going to do? Save me. And he paid for my sins, so I've got a payment for all my sins. Who was the payment for my sin? Him. He was my payment. See the scars in his hands and in his feet? That's the proof of my receipt. How long is my receipt good for Forever. They saw him after the resurrection, still had the scars in his hands and his feet. My living proof of payment. And he says that I've got him in. When you trust Christ as your Savior, he is the true God and eternal life. You have eternal life. And you're going to heaven whenever you die. But it's all because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. Let's pray, shall we? With heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around. Why not right now in the quietness of this moment just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't understand it all, but I know I'm a sinner. And I think now I understand what Christmas is about, what Christ is about. He died for me. And I believe he died for me to pay for my sins. And friend, right now, right where you are, if you will accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, God said he would save you and give you eternal life. So when you get up to leave today, you can say, I know I have eternal life. I'm going to heaven when I die because today I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. He paid for my sins. If you've never done it before, would you do it right now? I'm going to ask you in just a moment to raise your hand. Raising your hand doesn't save you. just lets me know that what I said made sense to you, and I'd like to know, and I'd like to have prayer for you. So would you just slip your hand very quickly, put it right back down, say, Preacher, pray for me. I will trust Christ as my Savior. Heads bowed, nice clothes. Just God bless you. God bless you, sir. I see your hand back in the back. Anyone else? Just raise it real quick. Put it right back down. Yes, God bless you. Anyone else? If you trust Christ right now as your Savior, God said he said he'll save you, give you eternal life. You can know that you're God's child, know you're going to heaven when you die. That's the best thing in all the world because it's free. It's free. God loves you so much. Father, we do thank you so much for being good to us, for meeting our needs. And we thank you for your word that's given so we can know these things. And we ask, Father, your blessings, especially upon these that indicated that they would trust your Savior. And by doing so, that you said you'd give me eternal life. 
and we believe it. You said in your word, Lord, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. They believe it. They have everlasting life. You said you'd never cast them out and never lose them. We pray that they'd get into a good Bible, believing and teaching church and study your word so you can talk to them. And Father, also that they would maybe share this with someone else. A lot of people have never heard this. Thank you for all you've done for us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have you ever heard preachers tell you that you must turn from sins to be saved and go to heaven? Does that mean you must turn from only the big sins or all sins before God will save you? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book, or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.